Good evening. I hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Masechah's Bava Kama Dap Kuf Dalit. We are starting three lines from the bottom of Kuf Gimel Amud Beis. Let's go. We saw yesterday a stira, a seeming stira between our Mishnah and a Brisa. Our Mishnah had left us an implication that only if there was a Shvua would the Gazlan have to chase down the Nigzal to give it back. Uh, but if there wasn't a shvua, he would not. And we couldn't figure out how the subsequent brisa of where a person stole from one of five people but doesn't know which one, we couldn't tell if we held like Rabbi Tarfon or Rabbi Akiva as it relates to our mission. That was what we struggled with. So actually what we're going to do is start five lines from the bottom, even though we learned these before. I probably should have stopped there. It would have been cleaner. Uh, but nevertheless, we'll just go back two lines. I guess it's Chazara. I don't know. Maybe it's really learning it the first time. It's all the same. I see what you're focused on. I see that. Ella says the Gemara. How do we view the seeming stira between the implications of our Mishnah um, that only with a shvua does one pursue the nixal to give it back in person versus the brisa, which has the machlokes Rabbi Kiva and Rabbi Tarfon? The Gemara says, Kuv Gimel Amid Beis, five lines from the bottom, And even though the Brisa, which is found about eight lines down on this page, doesn't speak about Shavua, we are going to interject and, and add in that Shavua really is a factor, even according to Rabbi Tarfon. And what that would mean is that much as Rabbi Tarfon was of the opinion that a person would take that which he owes that in a case where I steal from one of five people and I don't know who, I don't have to pay back 5x. I just have to pay back what I stole and everybody can fend for themselves. But, says the Gemara, we're, we're kind of adding in and stooping into the sheet of Riptarphone that uh, that Shvua is a factor. Says the Gemara, my time. Well, why would this make sense? Because perhaps Rabbi Tarfon learned the Pasuk, uh, that seemingly the word Ashma, not seemingly, the word Ashmaso refers to a Korban Asham, which is brought upon a false Shvua when you lie during a Shvua. And perhaps that's how he learns this, that the Shvua is the Machriya. And therefore, maybe our Mishnah is like Rabbi Tarfon, that really our Mishnah, which talks about a classical case of Gneva, is that when there's a shvua, then the gazlan has to chase down the nigzal, even in Madai, even in Persia, which was far away, and we have to give it back to Biadaim. Rabbi Tarfon, seemingly, would agree in the case of gazal me'echad mehen, below yada eza mehen, that he would agree in that case that a shvua makes the difference. But Rabbi Akiva, what would you do with this, Mari Makom? He would say, Omar, afal gav de lomli shtaba konis. He would say that even though there isn't a shvua, Still, we would say Kanis. What was Rabbi Akiva's shita in our brisa? Rabbi Akiva's shita in the brisa at the top of the page is that he has to give back that iPad, the stolen device, to all five people, even though he only stole one. But as he said that line of Musr yesterday, this is not the way to get out of doing an Avera. If you've done an Avera, you have to check off all the boxes. And if you stole from one and don't know who, the only way to properly fulfill the mitzvah of Heshivas Akzelash or Gazal, the only way to do it is by paying back each person. That's what the Gemara says, and that's Rabbi Tarfon, uh, the answer of Rabbi Tarfon. The Gemara then says, three lines from the bottom, Rabbi Tarfon, Michti, let's analyze Sashita. Hecha de Mishtaba lo Sadia. Rabbi Tarfon, you who said that you are 
maniach gzela beinehem umistalek, that you just drop what you stole, even though you're not sure it'll end up back in the right hands, you just put it down in front of all five people who are the claimants, and they say that really you stole from me. But the shvu is not enough, the lohoda. What creates a scenario whereby uh, we would say you have to chase down the nigzal is when there's a hoda. The shvua alone is not it. It's when you get caught red-handed and you say, yeah, you're right, I lied. That's when we have a case scenario that you have to chase down the nigzal. My area, vinishba. The vinishba alone is not enough to say that we should then have the gazlan chased down the nigzal. It has to be that there was a hoda. So says the Gemara, according to Ritarfon, continuing the question, even had there not been a shvua, we would have a case scenario that he would have to go to Madai to chase down the Nigzal to repay. The Tanya, the Brisa writes, If a man, uh, Rabbi Tarfon agrees that if a man says to two people, I stole $100 from one of you. I don't know from whom I stole. What? What's kind of funny? I, I stole, but I don't know from who. Why is that funny? No, no, no. There was $100 on the table. But let's say you and I go out to dinner. It's not Hefker. It's not Hefker. Let's say you and I are sitting, go out to dinner together. And I and I and one of us decides to pay. And it was $100. That was the total cost. I take $100 out of my pocket. I put it on the table. This guy's a thief. He walks over. He doesn't. He's he's not a tzaddik. He just swipes it off the table. I didn't pay yet. Wh whose money did he steal? He has no idea. I say it's me. You're a liar. You say it's you. So that's our case. No, he knows. He, he knows he stole. He just doesn't know who he stole from. So in such a case, so no In this case, Rabbi Tarfon pivots and agrees with Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva was the one who said that the way where Moti made the Avera is by paying off all of the possible claimants. If that's true, says the Gemara, then he agrees. Why is this true? Shekfar hoda Because in such a case, he was mode, and we therefore see that it's more about the hoda'ah than it is about the shvua. So even though we try to answer Rebbe Tarfon and insert into Rebbe Tarfon shvua, even if you want to try that, that's not the right angle for Rebbe Tarfon. The right angle for Rebbe Tarfon from his own mouth, because the Bryce at the bottom of Kuf Gimel Amid Beis says as much, is that it's more about the hoda than it is about the shvua. And therefore, we reject answer number two to our stira. So let's try answer number three on the top line of Kuf Dalet Amid Aleph. shiny most nisan. Our Mishnah is completely different than all of the other cases. Since in our Mishnah, I know that I know that I stole from you, and I was moda to that. Since I'm able, in theory, to give the money back to you, I could, in theory, go to Madai. It's as if the Nigzal were to say to the Gazlan, just hold on to my money and you'll pay me when I get back. And that's considered acceptable. Therefore, if he makes a Shvua, even if, he's, even if the Nigzal were to say, hold on to it, 
With the Shavuah, he does have to go back and give it to him with his own two hands. This is the answer of Rava. But Halo Ishtaba, if there wasn't a Shavuah, he would not have to go to Madai. It would be like a Pikadon. And he could wait until the guy comes back. So in our Mishnah, it's all about the Shavuah. The other Mari Mikomos, namely, cases where I stole, but I don't know from whom. It could be from two people or from four or five or ten. In those cases, that's not our Mishnah. We basically are removing the question. We thought there was a stira, or at least a question from the implications of our Mishnah and the brisa of Gazal Echad Michamishad. And now the Gemara is saying, no, you guys got it all wrong. Those cases are not comparable. In our case, like Rava says, because I know who I stole from, which wasn't the case in the Bryce of Rebbe Kiva and Rebbe Tarfon, therefore our case is different. And that brings us to the two dots on Kuf Dalad Amaral. Says the Gemara, Itmar, Shliach she'asau be'edim. The two dots, thank you. The two dots reads, Lo yitain lo livno v'lo lishlucho. We had said in our Mishnah that when I, the Gazlon, steal, and to use Rava's answer that we just learned, and I know who I stole from, and I'm guilty, fine, then I have to go straight, straight to Madai myself. I can't give it back to the son. I can't give it to a Shliach. I have to do it myself. Itmar, says the Gemara, I know you just said you can't give it to a shliach, but what if shliach she'asau be'edim? What if it wasn't stam a shliach that the nigzal sent a shliach to go collect from the gazlan? What if we like got all kinds of formal and we got to edim and uh, we did it properly? The edim stood in front of the nigzal. The edim were then sent by the nigzal. Be'edim, you guys function like me. Please go out there and collect what the gazlan stole from me. The Gemara says, this is a machloke samurayim. Eight line, nine lines down. Kuf This person is a full-fledged shliach. And therefore, let's say that you are the nigzal, the man I stole from. And you send a shliach to me, and I take that which I stole from you, and I hand it to this guy. And then, in that guy's possession, something happens to the item. Who is held accountable? Is it me? Because... I didn't give it back to you yet. Or does the shliach function begeder shlucho shal adam kamoso? Did a bris today, said this to the father. I said this in front of a whole room of secular people. I'm not allowed to do this bris. I cannot take another person's mitzvah. We learned about that, that with yud zehuvim. If you take someone's mitzvah, you owe them yud zehuvim. So I'm not allowed to do the, but you see like this nervous jitter happening <laughs> over the room. Uh, and I'd be like, listen, it's great. I do it all the time. Every bris, I do it. Every secular bris. I'm like, so listen, guys, there's two options. The guy's name today was Tomer. I said, Tomer, you could man up, scrub in, and circumcise your own son. And then I just pause. And everybody's like, no. Like, this, it's awesome. It's so much fun. Or, and he was Israeli. I dropped. like I said, or you can make me your shliach. He's like, I I'm going to make you my shliach. Is that okay? I'm like, that's fine. And thank you very much. I wouldn't trust you anyways. And I didn't say this part. But if he's not Shomer Shabbos, then you right. He's not. He's a Mumer Ledover Echad. He's Dino Kigoy in regards to being a Moel. Some of the most uncomfortable Moel conversations is when families hear that I'm out of town and they say, What do you think about Reform Moel so and so or Reform Mohelet so and so? And I tell them, If you're asking, I'll tell you, that if it's a little bit of a spin, but if you don't keep the covenant of the Sabbath, you cannot be a practitioner of the covenant of circumcision. It's MS, but it's a spin. The real MS is that any Avera that you're not 
it's really any iser if you're if you're not makbed on lashon hara. Categorically, you're a mumar. You're a mumar ledaver echad and dino kigoy. It gets uncomfortable sometimes. And then I hear like a couple of weeks later that they use reform moel or mohelet so and so. Whatever. What can I do? You can't do more than. Uh, so then I, that's when I push off brisim. Rabbi first gave me this massive kula that you can push off brisim when you have a chashash that they're going to use a mole that's not from because better to have a bris on the on day ten that's kosher than on day eight that's not. Cares about day eight. So I tell families like this. Um, I'm out of town. I'm sorry. Uh, here are the two, three, four people that I refer. If they're not available, call me back. I want to make sure your son's bris is 100% kosher. It's better to push off the bris and use me until I return than it is to do it on time, but to have a question mark on your son's bris. And most of the time that works. Most of the time. Not all the time. Okay. So I made this guy my shliach. Uh, he made me the shliach. I did the bris. So says the Gemara here too. What about the shliach for the nigzal? The nigzal says, please go to Phil, who's a gazlan, and take, bring back what he stole. So then, according to Rav Chizda, the guy's a full shliach. So once I, the gazlan, handed back over to the shliach, as he brings it back to you, something happens. It's not my problem. I have fulfilled all of my responsibilities in regards to the mitzvah of Beheshvitz, but Rabbi Amar lo have shliach. No. No, if something goes wrong, you're responsible. This is the chakira. As to what level of shlichus is this? Rav Chizda Amar Habe Shliach. Why is it that Rav Chizda says that the shliach is foolproof? Because lahachi tarach, should be tarach. Lahachi tarach v'ukmei be'edim. Deleku birshusei. I spe- specifically went out of the way to make this shliach with edim to ensure that it would be in my possession, says the Nigzal, and that it would no longer be in the possession of the Gazlan. However, Rabba Amar Lohavishliachikamar. You're right, Inish Mehemnu. Obviously, the guy's trustworthy. You wouldn't send him to go collect the item that I stole you, if he wasn't trustworthy. However, if you want to rely on him, you can. I'm not stopping you from sending it in his hands because you obviously trust him if you set this up with Edim. But don't tell me that he's fulfilled the obligation. The obligation of is only when it gets to the hand of the Nigzal. And the Shliach is a middle of the road. He's doing his job. He's doing his Shlichus. But he's not together Shlichos Shal Adam Kamoso. He's like a unique it's an abnormal paradigm in Shas to have this, where the shliach is able to function on behalf of the Bailim, but he's not really shlucho shaladam kamosa. Then the Gemara sa- says a third of the way down, asking a question, Tanan, we have a Mishnah. This is a Mishnah in Bava Metziah. We'll get there in a hundred blot. Hashoel es a person borrows a cow, and uh, I order it online, and now you are gonna you're going to deliver it to me. The shilcha biyad bino, the mashil, the person lending, sends it over uh, with his son or biyad avdo or biyad shlucho. Oh, biyad bino, biyad avdo, biyad shlucho shall shoel. Either way, either the mashil is sending it or the shoel is sending it with messengers of various kinds. The halacha is if something happens, umesa, on the way, the halacha is pater. What does that mean? Putter what? Putter from who? Who's putter? The shoel is putter, right? Obviously, the mashil belongs to the mashil. What? There's no other option because the mashil is his animal. We mean putter. It, it just means that it's not birshus the shoel yet. These these uh, shlichim are not okay. What type of shliach were, were we discussing in this case of the mashil giving the para to the shoel? 
If there were no Edim in Ayad Inan, we would have no way of knowing. I, the guy who's the Shoal, I wouldn't even know who you are. I don't know who you are until unless I know Edim for sure that they sent you. I have no idea who you are. Ella, it must be the Asa Be'edim, the Ketani Pater. We see that it's a Kashalur of Chizda. The Rav Chizda says that the Edim are not complete because if the Edim were complete, then I, the Shoal, would be Chayev the second the Mashil gives the Parah to the Shaliach. That didn't happen. Elamaya, what must it be? It's a Kashan Rav Chizda because Rav Chizda said that Shlucho Shaladim Kamoso, that the very moment when the Nigzal sends me a Shliach, and I put the item that I stole into his hands, then, I, then I'm done. But clearly I'm not done over here. So stira, so that's a kasha and rochizda. Says the Gemara, Kedah Beschiro Ulekito. Hachanami Beschiro Ulekito. We're talking about a different kind of shliach over here. This guy was hired by you. He's like your employee. That's what a socher is, Beschiro Ulekito. We'll see the application of this um, momentarily. But the first question against rochizda is asked and answered. No problem at all. Halfway down on Kuf Dalad Amad Aleph, Michael, I will get you tomorrow. Says the Gemara, Lo Yitain, Lo, uh, lo Yitain. Tanan. Thank you. The Mishnah writes, uh, and this one we just saw yesterday. We had said in our Mishnah, this is the Mishnah at the very top of Kuf Gimel Amad Beis and the very bottom of Kuf Gimel Amad Aleph. We had said, Lo Yitain, Lo Livno, Lo Lishlucha. You shouldn't do that. Well, uh, why not? Right? Obviously, it's not going to work. Says the Gemara, What was the case of Edim over there? They would not be valid Edim if I didn't, you have no way of verifying that they're valid Edim. It must be. So here too, it's another Kasha and Ruchizda where we see that the Shlichus doesn't work over here. Yet Ruchizda seems to say at the open of the of, of this Gemara, the two dots, that the Shlichus does work. Again, Kasha. Same answer to Gemara that this guy is in fact um, an employee. And seemingly, I wouldn't have thought, but according to this line of reasoning, an employee functions more like me than a shliach. Even though we have a principle of shlucho shladim kamoso. And I don't know how we intersect shlucho shladim kamoso in this gemara. The chor this gemara doesn't hold of that. What? You don't pay a shliach? Not necessarily. No. I mean, you could, but then you're not a, then you're not a shliach. Then you're, then you're a socha, you're a worker. Maybe the opposite. Maybe not just not necessarily. And maybe if you pay a shliach, you're not a shliach anymore. Although that brings up the brisk question again. These guys are, are dropping some bank, you know. This guy's giving me some cash. So does that mean I'm not a shliach anymore? And I'm a slim. It's not really true. I'm not a socher. They could pay they could pay zero. I would have been whatever. It wouldn't have mattered. I mean it would have mattered, but I uh... <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm not. Oh, you're saying that he knows him. Right. That, I mean, is known that this, uh, this. But how does that change the functionality of what happened? Function of, of the, of the, of the, of the taking the money that works. Masha the shliach doesn't work. Is, is, I hear you're solving a yeah. logistical issue of knowledge because the Aedim were there to verify to me the Gazlan. Oh, 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 yes, I know you're an employee of the Nigzal. That's true. But it doesn't change the Mitzias that the Shlichus Pasha doesn't work, whereas it does by the Sokhar. Mutually exclusive? Yeah. Why Why would you say that? Why would I say that? Yeah. They have different functions in halacha, potentially. 
That was what Michael and I were just talking about. Is do we say that a shliach is only a shliach because he wasn't paid? Maybe they pushed it can't coexist. If you are a shliach, you can't. Be, I'm, I'm postulating. If you are a shliach, you can't be a socher. If you are a, an employee, a poel, maybe is a better word. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is why Dafyomi is frustrating. You know, like I want to just sit here and figure this out. Uh, but there's different iterations of employment and shlichus. In this, we know schirus and kablanus, which we saw a couple of days ago. There's uh, not so posh. Okay, says the Gemara. We had also said aval. What would happen? Shliach mai. Oh, so the Gemara turns it. The Gemara says, you just left an implication that a shliach with Edim may be a taka is shlichus, just like Rav Chizda. Says the Gemara, that can't be, because Adetani Seifa, what did we say in the Seifa? You can only give it to a shliach bezdin, but not to a regular shliach. And if this were to be true that you wanted to say, well, if that's true, then liflog v'lesni bedidei. Bidida is a little bit more typical. Um, and what the Gemara means to say here is that we always try to write our Mishnayis in the most concise form possible. So instead of giving me a Resha and a Seifa, give me a Resha and Seifa Medvar Mamurim. That's always better. So that's what you should have done here. What should the Gemara have said? Bamedvar Mamurim is what we should be adding here in the Gemara. Bamedvar Mamurim. Shliach Shliach. But we don't see that. So the Gemara says, Amri, you're right. But the reason why we couldn't do that is because lo psikale. Not every case of shlichus is crystal clear. And let's see why. We're about 10 lines from the bottom. In regards to a shliach bezdin, lo shna asau nigzal veloshna asau gazlan. We don't care who appoints the shliach bezdin to be a shliach bezdin. It could be the nigzal and it could be the gazlan. Have a shliach psikale. That case is crystal clear. No one disagrees. And that's what our Mishnah wrote as well, that the Shliach Bezdin has a greater level of functionality than a Shliach Stam. That's for sure true. And now we can walk away money in the bank, is that if there's a Shliach Bezdin, his, what's the right word? Efficacy, his power, his capacity to represent, is a proxy, whatever the right word is. He represents the Bailim um, perfectly, and that's psikale. However, what isn't psikale, and why the and the reason why our Mishnah didn't say b'med bar mamurim is that aso gazlan, is that if the ga, yeah, no shliach shaso be'edim. However, if you have a regular shliach that um, was established by Edim to be the shliach, so dechi aso nigzal hu dehabe shliach. That's only true when the nigzal is sending to get the shliach. However, so Gazlan, lo have shliach, and that is lo psikale. That's a bit of a discussion and not so clear. And therefore, we couldn't do the Bamed Varim Amurim because if we did the Bamed Varim Amurim, we would have had a misnomer about this because it's not a clear psak in regards to a shliach with Edim if he was um, established by the Nigzal or by the Gazlan. Not clear. So therefore, we couldn't say the Bamed Varim Amurim. And this, the Gemara says, is la'afuke mihotana detanya to exclude what we what we are about to learn in this brisa. What's that? Five, six lines from the bottom. Reb Shimon ben Elazar Omer, shliach bezdin she'asau nigzal. If we have a shliach bezdin, again that higher level proxy, who is appointed by a nigzal, below asau gazlan. This is already different than what we saw because a moment ago we said that a shliach bezdin is is across the boards by the gazlan and by the nigzal. But Reb Shimon ben Elazar, this is how we know that it's not a pasha The Gemara says 
that if a shliach bezdin was made by the nigzal and not by the gazlan, oh, asao gazlan, the shalach hala venatal es shalom yado potter, and the nigzal then uh, takes his item, he's potter. Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Lazar, Da'amre Tarvayhu, Shliach Shaso Edim. But the Amoraim on this Brisa said that if you have a Shliach that made Edim, have a Shliach. Wait one second. Our Mishnah said, no dice. Our Mishnah specifically said, Velo Lishlucho. What was the exact language? Yes. Lo Yitain, Lo Levino, Lishlucho. So how can you have Rav Yochanan and Rebbe Lazar seemingly piggybacking on Rav Shimon ben Elazar saying that a shliach shasobe edim is a shliach, like Rav Chizda said at the top of the page? Haray, our Mishnah doesn't say that. Our Mishnah says, Velo lishlucha. So the Gemara says, Vim tomar Mishnah seinu. No. Bemamzi lo shliach. We found a shliach. Da amar lei. I have money. I'm the nigzal. Or I should say, you're the nigzal. And you say, I have money by Phil. He's not giving me back. And I'm not asking you to be a proper shliach. But if you see him, please say the following. Perhaps he just forgot. He didn't realize that there was a way to get the money back. Now, by the way, we do things like this socially all the time. Oh, by the way, if you see someone in shul, can you please give back the AirPods? So now I'll ask the Lamdish a question. Are you a shliach or are you a quasi-shliach? What are you? So this Gemara is a perfect example of living between the lines. There's an answer to the question. I'm just saying that the way it's framed here is that the shliach we're talking about is a shliach of opportunity. Is that if you happen to go there, can you please do this? It's like also similar to a case of Shomer Shemash or the Shomer if the case had been set up correctly. Okay, that's what the Gemara says. Inami, another possible answer is, is Kedreb Chizda, like we saw, Vizchiro Ulakito, if you're an employee, that also is different. And therefore, that's how we would understand Rabbi Yochanan Rabbi Lazar, who said that a shliach have a we have to create a new kimta. Either that shliach was a shliach of opportunity or he was an employee. Last few words on Kufdal Ramad Aleph. Amar Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. Says the Gemara. Um, all right, maybe you won't make Mara. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I love you. I just, I don't know. We'll see what happens. We'll see. So we have a din, says the Gemara, the early Amoraim. It's Rabbi Yehuda, Amar Shmuel. Uh, remember that Shmuel, of course, learned by both Rav and uh, that... Uh, yeah, Rabbi Huda learned by both Rav and Shmuel very uniquely. You're not allowed, says the Gemara, a Shomer. This is actually, this requires Rishonim to learn. Even Bepashtus, it's very difficult to learn this without commentaries. But the, the Svarim write, If you have a Shomer who's watching something, he should not send the monies Bidyukni. Let's take a look at Rashi on the top of the page. The the guy was watching the item. He gives something to a shliach and he gives it with simonim. And he signs it with his own name. It says, I signed it with my signature. Go show this to the guy. He'll recognize my signature. So says the Gemara, no dice. Even if the documentation that has my signature is verified by others, still doesn't work. You're, it's the same din of the Mishnah of there's no shliach. You have to give it back directly. We don't. You can't go over to the nigzal and say, pay, you can't, the nigzal can't send 
this case, Bidyukin, you're not allowed to do that because it's a violation of our Mishnah, which says the Lobishlucho. And says the Gemara of Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Im Eidin Chasumin Aleha Meshalchen. I disagree. The Diyukni is okay, provided that you have Eidin. Amre the Shmuel, Maitakanta. They said to Shmuel, Well, what exactly would you like to do? Like, how is this guy supposed to get his stuff back? Sometimes the logistics are impossible. The only way to get this done is Bidyukni. What you're creating an impossible scenario. Says the Gemara, Kihad Rebbe Abba. This case actually kind of happened. Have a masik zuze bid the Rebbe Yosef Barchama. Let's get all the names right. Rebbe Abba had money by Rebbe Yosef Barchama. Omar Lay. Very um, right over here. Yeah, I'm just looking for my note that I clearly didn't write. All right. So Omar Lay says the Gemara le Rav Safra. He says to Rav Safra, Bahade de Asis. I seen who nehali. I'm gonna send him over there. I want you to give him the money. Ki when he got there, Amarle Rava Bere, Rava, the son of Rav Yosef, said, kabalti, that I it was received on my behalf. Amarle Lo, it doesn't say that. Oh, so he says, Ihachi Zil go back and have him rewrite it. kabalti, that it should say that you received it. Lesov, Amarle. He said to him, Rava said to him, kabalti lav klumhi. Who cares if it says he's kabalti? Dilma Rabbi Abba. Perhaps Rabbi Abba is no longer like Rabbi Abba. Again, the backdrop of the story is that Rabbi Abba was an old man and uh, not doing well. Uh, it doesn't say if he was a goses or shchiv meira, but he was old. He was old. You know, fine. It says the Gemara. Uh, perhaps even though he wrote he's kabalti, but if he died, then the money. Falls to the hands of the Yorshim, these Kabalti, the Rabbi Abalav Klumim. And then this case, similar to our case, which we raised earlier, this is where we would say, How do we solve this problem? So the Gemara says, What do we do in cases like this, where the Nigzal wants his property back? There is no easy way for him to get his property back. What should he do? So the Gemara falls back on a principle we learned in Masechus Ksubis, and that is, go find a property that uh, has a chrayas. Uh, that's always a good thing to do. Property is in an exelus. Your his kabalti on a piece of property does work, even if the person would die, because the property, even if it's your shim, it's, it's not cash. And that would actually work. He was owed $12,000 by someone from Chozai, uh, Zuzim. And he, he did this transaction with Rav Shmuel Bar Abba by the threshold, by the door of his house. Uh, that what, what happened is that he uh, he did this ad tavach up until the place of tavach. So again, there's more going on here. But the point is, is that we do allow for the his kabalti to work in regards to karka. And that actually does work. And that would be the solution for this sheet of Shmuel at the top of the page, who holds ein meshalchen mos bediyukni ve'afilu edim chasumin That brings us to the next two dots, about a third of the way down on Kuftal and Amid Beis. We had spoken about an, a whole bunch of uh, very minutia type of cases of no sein lo esakeren. And this is a case that we can find in the Mishnah a couple of blot ago on the bottom of Kuf Gimel Amad Aleph. So we had said, if if Vinosin Lo Esa Keren, I'm just looking back now in the Mishnah, if the Gazlan had paid the Keren, 
he had paid the principal, but but he hadn't paid the financial punishment. So then we said in such a case that the Gazlan doesn't have to go uh, hand the Chomesh over to the hands of the um, of the Nigzal. That's what the Gemara says. So now let's analyze that. Alma, it seems from over here that Chomesh is Mamonahu. We're engaging with Chomesh as though it's Mamon and not a Knas. How do we know? Because we're saying, should he go? Should he not go? I understand the Karen. I oh, didn't pay the Chomesh. We're handling about it like it's Mamon. So it says the Gemara, And the same thing should be true is that if the man dies, if the man to whom I owe Chomesh dies, so then, the Yorshin are then my, uh, sorry, other way. Uh, yeah. If there's a debt, then he has to pay the Yorshin. It's not Nami, halfway down on Kuf Dalad We have another Mishnah. Let's say I'm the Gazlan. I paid for the principal for, of what I stole. I stole $100. Here's the $100. The Chomesh is $25. I make a Shvua about the Chomesh and I lied. We spoke about this idea yesterday, that if you lie about Chomesh, you convert that payment into Karen and then you have a new Chomesh. Alma We also see over here this idea of Chumshamamona. We have a brisa that triples down on this idea. If a person steals something from his friend and dies, Yorshin Mishalman, Karen Vachomesh. The Yorshim of the Gazlan have to pay the principal and the Chomesh, but Upturim Mina Asha. Why are they putter from the Asham if their father made the Shavuah? Because they didn't make the Shavuah. The Shavuah was an individual consequence. So even though the father stole and didn't pay back the Karen, and he made a Shavuah about the Chomesh and he lied. So the Yorshim are, are on the hook for two out of three, but not all three. They're on the hook for Karen and Chomesh because that's monetary. Masha'enken, when it comes to the Korban Asham, that is due to a Shavuah, but they didn't make the Shavuah. That was made by the father. How can you say, says the Gemara, that Yorshim, those who inherit, are obligated to pay the Chomesh of their father? Uraminhu, skipping the parentheses, almost two-thirds of the way down, we have a Brisa that seems to disagree with this. Again, we had said that Yorshim should pay Chomesh. Why would that be? Adain Ani Omer, I would say, When would I say that you're not going to pay Chomesh for the theft of my father, for the theft of one's father, when would it be that we would say that there is no Chomesh, when there's no Shvua, not of the Gazlan, not of me, the Yoresh, and not of the Aviv. But, if one person made a Shvua, namely if the Gazlan made a Shvua, if the Yoresh made a Shvua, or Aviv who? Or huve aviv, or if they both make a shvua, minayin that uh, that uh, that this would be the din. Tamalomar asher gazal asher ashak, v'hulo gazal below ashak. He would not pay chomesh in those cases. So this is a kasha, because it seemed to be pretty clearly that the yorshim have to pay chomesh. But the gemara says you should not be paying chomesh. If you that's what the pasuk says. You're not the thief. Chomesh seemingly is now not mamona. Seemingly now it's it's like direct and re- it's knas ish. It's like similar. You can't say that my 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 father is a is a thief and he's I don't why am I paying chomesh for his crimes? That's not my problem. Says the Gemara Amar Nachman Lokasha Kancha Hode Kancha Lahoda. Similar to where we started today, it's more about the hoda. 
Not about the Shavua. Where there is a Shavua, that's one thing. Where there isn't a Shavua, that's different. And Elo Hoda, if there was no Hoda, Karenami Lo Mashalim, and the Yorshim, if there was no Hoda, if the father didn't admit, then the burden of paying back does not go down to the, to the, to the children. If there's no Hoda, you're completely putter. Says the Gemara, you might have thought that that's only talking about Chomesh, but that implies that Karen has to be paid. The Ode, Tanya, we have another Brysa. When is Karen paid? Oh, and that's what the child might have to pay because. That, that might pass down from generation to generation where a father's theft will fall as a burden to his child and the child will have to pay the Chomesh. So that's That's only if there's a Shvua. But that we, the child would not have to pay. We don't know what Yesh Talmud means. That's a very weird phrase. But it seems to be that in this case, that you uh, would only be chayv on Karen under certain circumstances. So the Gemara says, what is this phrase of yesh Talmud? And we'll see in a moment that it was an auditory misperception. We don't know what we heard. What does yesh Talmud sound like? Yesh Talmud. You should pay. So that's what the Gemara says was going on here. Yesh Talmud ka'amar mar. Namely, we have a amasora here. We have a marimako. Oh, yishtalmu ka'amar mar. Says the Gemara, unlike what we would have thought, amar lei, yishtalmud ka'amina, umi ribuya dekrai. All we're saying is that we have a marimakum over here. Uh, and uh, just an interesting misunderstanding of the words. Amri, elamai lo hoda. So what would be the case if there if he was not hoda? Lo hoda aviv, ve hoda beno. It must be that in, in that case where it says lo hoda and the child is chayav to pay karen, that's where the father was uh, not modet, but the son knows that the father stole. And the, and the son was uh, was was modet to the karen. Fine. But then if the son was involved and he made the shvua that, that that all of this happened that he did, that uh, that the that the chomish wasn't paid so then maybe we should say he should pay it so amre it must be bishein gzela kayemes it has to be that the gzela is nowhere to be found and that's why he's not paying anything says the gemara well that's adorable but ibishein gzela kayemes if you karen we should say that the karen and the chomish are the same in that if the reason why you're not paying one is because you can't find the stolen item you shouldn't pay the other either. As a, again, as a Yorish, we're talking about the next generation. We're talking about an item that was stolen, but where there's a chrayas, where there's a lien on a property. Okay, that's still fine. But who cares? Even if there's a chrayas nechasim, it's a malve alpehi. If you're saying there's a chrayas, and the Gemara makes an odd assumption that there's that this is all equivalent to a milve alpeh, because it's really not a halva at all. It's really a gzela. We're equating it to a milva alpeh because uh, the Yerusha passed down to the child. And therefore, the Yorshim shouldn't pay a thing, says the Gemara. Amre bisha amad bidin. That we're talking about a case where a bezdin paskind this way, top of kufhei amad aleph. And the Gemara says, bisha amad bidin. But if, in fact, you're amad bidin, afilu chomesh nami mishalim. If bezdin obligates you to pay the karen, you should also be paying the chomesh again. You can't easily separate the Karen and the Chomesh for the Yorshim. 
The reason why we distinguish is because on the one hand, you're obligated to pay as a Yoresh because there was a property with a lien that was connected to your theft. However, we're not Mishalem Chomesh, even while you are Mishalem Karen, when there's Kfira by Shibud Karkos. It's just a very unique, isolated din that Chomesh is not paid when I am rejecting something about, uh, about this payment when it's connected to Karka. And as a last response, Rava Amar, Hacha Bemaya Skinan, Kigon Shahaya Diskiya Shal Aviv Mufkedes My father had a purse of some sort, some type of uh, collection with an item that happened to have had something in it that was stolen, and I didn't know that. Then, Karen Mishalem de Haise, when we finally end up looking in that in that Diskiya, in that purse, we see that the item was there. But Chomesh Lomeshalim, why would we not have paid? This is a very unique Ukimta. Where somebody says, uh, you know, they say to Ruvain, hey, your father Yaakov stole. And Ruvain says, my father did not steal. And what they end up finding is that the item was in fact in a bag in the attic that his father had taka stolen. But the Chiishtaba, when the when the Shvua happened about the theft, because the child didn't know that it was stolen, Bikushta Ishtaba. From his perspective, he was telling the truth. He wasn't hiding anything. He really thought his father didn't steal. So listen to this fascinating thing. If I make a shvua under the assumption that I assume I'm telling the truth, I am hooked up to a monitor, uh, to a lie detector test. Ligabe me, I think I'm telling the truth. I'm wrong, but I don't know that I'm wrong. The Gemara says that and therefore you're putter from Chomesh. What that means is that I was wrong. I lied inadvertently, but me, I was telling the truth. I really thought I was right. I didn't go into Besden thinking there was no ruse. I just went in. They got they're taking my blood pressure. They're looking at my pupil dilation. I'm perfect. I'm perfect. I got it. I do it just right. So this is fascinating that you could literally lie in Besden and no problem. You Pasha didn't know. Your putter on Chomesh, because as it relates to you, you did not do anything wrong. You didn't even know your father stole it. After your Shvua, they go up in the attic in your house. They're looking for. Uh, it's a Shvua that the father didn't steal because that potter's him from Chomesh. Yeah. He was, he's on, I, I assume that's the Shvua. Because he's obligated to pay for it. And they say, your father stole something on January 10th of 1952. And he says, I was there that day. My father did not steal. And he was wrong. I guess. I don't know what Shwood is. I don't know. Right. Right. It's so clear. And say, yeah. 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 The father was a sneaky guy. I don't know what to tell you. But the kid's making a Shvua. The Yoresh is making a Shvua. The Chishtaba Bakushta Ishtaba. So therefore, he's putter from Komesh. Yeah, it's just uh, so the Rashi. There's a you know a, a twelve line Rashi, which is not small. It's not small. It's not a very difficult Rashi, but we're not going to learn it now. But uh, you can take a look at it and see if it will help. Tomorrow night, Emir Hashem, we will pick up with Daf uh, Kufhe. Oh my gosh! Well, we'll do whatever we do. Next week, I'm out of town Sunday night and Monday night and probably Tuesday night, but I'll keep you posted. Wishing you all a beautiful night.